0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Excellent start to the season overall, particularly coming into this second round of, of the Champions League group games. How much of a concern, though, was Saturday in terms of the defensive frailties and, and unusually for Liverpool, a, a lack, perhaps, of, of defensive
1: composure? Yeah, it's not that much. Uh, uh, a concern because um, you can make. Well, I don't think you should make these things bigger than they are. But we have to show reaction, and that's for sure. So um, I think it's really tricky to to win a game, um, a football game, when you are not defending on your highest level. And That's what we didn't do. Um, I know, and. The common opinion—it's always that we talked then about only the last line, but it was not the pro- only that problem. We had, um, in general, a problem with with our defending, and um, that's why um, Brentford caused us some problems, and um, that's not good. Um, Porto um, is a different team, obviously, is um, will play a different style, but we'll go direct as well. We'll go for second balls as well. So, yeah, we have to improve in that department for sure uh, but it's not not now the moment for, for being concerned or whatever it's um, we spoke about it obviously and we know we cannot do it like that so I think we sorted that um and we have to show that tomorrow that's right
0: you have plenty of experience of coming up against Porto in the Champions League and uh, you've got a, a good record as well against them how different is this Porto uh, side and the way they set up how different is it to, to the last one
1: you faced? Oh, Porto always changed a little bit because they have obviously uh, coming players going players out and coming players in, still the same manager. Um, it's not an advantage at all that we won the last two games there, um, absolutely not. Um, because you only have to think yourself in the position of the opponent. The first thing you want to have, want to do, is make sure that the similar things will not happen again. So that makes the job not easier for us. Uh, but it's not about that. We 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 are not like that. We don't think about the last two games we played there. We think about this game, and um, they have obviously different opportunities to set up um, line so like lineup wise, system wise, um, and we have to prepare for that. So usually they play a four four two, but they they changed already to a four five one in moments. Um, they can then obviously play with two strikers, which is a difference, or um, place Corona as a right, as a winger or as a fullback. Um, there are uh, different different options they have, and um, we have to be ready for that. But that's the plan. We don't have a lot of time, obviously. With yesterday recovery, today's secondary recovery, tomorrow we cannot really train there because uh, all the people in Porto are then. <coughs> Are still Portuguese, so we cannot really do uh, uh, even when we train at Boavista or wherever. Um, the, the information will get out, so um, we have to. We cannot do shape or something like that tomorrow morning. So we have to do everything today um, in a light version and make sure that we are ready tomorrow.
2: Thank you, Mike. We'll go to Ian from Talksport, and then we'll go to Karl and from Press Association.
1: Thanks, Matt. Hi, Jurgen. How are you? Hi, I'm good Ian how are you
0: I'm very well thank you I know you just said that the last two victories don't really count for very much but you've scored nine goals in those two trips to, to Porto so it, it must give you a lot of confidence a lot of really good vibes going back there
1: nope we came there last year when we or the last time when we came here we didn't think about the game before when we won there five one um because it just makes no sense. Uh, We all know um, uh, 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 most of the games can go either way. Uh, that's how it is. There are decisive moments in the game where, where you have to score if you don't score, but they score in a decisive moment. Yes, we, we were good, we are good, that's all clear, but they are a top side, no doubt about that. They qualify year in, year out for, for the Champions League. They uh, they um, are always first or second in the in the Portuguese League. That's a top, a top team and that's what we are preparing for, not for a team we beat in the past. That's why I said, for us it's not an advantage. For them, Uh, Of course, it's for sure another reason for being motivated um, on on the highest level. That's clear. So that's the situation. We cannot change that. I'm still happy that we won the games when we were there, but we don't think we won this game already halfway or whatever. We know it will be tricky.
0: And and obviously, if you you win, it gives you a big advantage in the group, doesn't it? It's starting with six points. It gives you a, a little bit of leeway, a little bit of wiggle room, as we would call it.
1: How do we call it? Wiggle room. Sorry. Wiggle. Wiggle room. Yeah. I don't know the word. I don't know the situation. Um, counting on points you don't have already. Really, never did that. Don't understand it. Don't know how it works. Um, this is a tough group, obviously, and um, we should not waste time to to get as many points as possible. But that means nothing the game at atletico which we obviously so atletico porto which we obviously watched um there was a tough one if one team would have deserved to win it it would have been porto so it says a lot about um the spanish champion um not sure if they're top of the table at the moment maybe not but um so that says a lot and that's the team we face tomorrow and not a team we can Take the points before we work for them. Not at all. We are uh, no, no, no. With this competition. We are. We are now often enough in to know that you cannot win a game before the game. You have to be ready in the game. Thank you. Very much.
0: Breathing
2: space means the same as regular room, by the way. So breathing
0: space. Breathing space. Yes, okay.
2: Yeah, that's what it means. Karl Markham from Press Association, and we'll go to Paul Joyce from the Times. Hi, again. Hi, Carl. Tomorrow will be a year since Diogo scored his first goal for the club. It wasn't in this competition, but the Champions League is almost where he announced himself with with, with that hat trick. I'm just wondering um, how you feel. He, he's he saw, he's sort set his year has gone, and you know because when he came in, he he was faced with facing Salah, Mane, and and Firmino that established front three. I just wonder where you think how his development is and and where he's he's yet got to go.
1: Exception player, really, really happy that we signed him. Um, is even, Honestly, it's a, a really strong personality. It's, it's um You cannot know about that before you meet the person. He's really, even for his young age, a very mature uh, man. And um, so that makes it really enjoyable to work with him. Um, yeah, and it's, we, we, we spoke about it from time to time. It's not easy to improve us, but Jürgen did definitely, definitely. And um, scored important goals. Play, is actually a player like made for our style, um, pretty intense, technically good, really fast, good in the air, both feet, both feet really good. So um, it's uh, an in very a very interesting package, and I'm really happy that we saw that and uh, that we could realize the transfer. So that helps us a lot. But the first year obviously was not completely free of um, any struggles because of the injury um, which he got at mutualand I think. So that was not perfect, but when he was available, when he was fit, he always helped us a lot. Thank you, Carl.
2: Then we'll go to
0: Paul and then uh, Neil Jones. Um, Yeah, I was going to ask about the Porto games, but they've been covered. Can you, have you got any update on injuries and how what squad will travel, please?
1: A big one. Um a big squad will travel. We have twenty-three players with us. Uh apart from the longer term injuries, I think they're all in. So um no Thiago, no Harvey. Uh, the rest is available, but um uh, we yeah, we have one too much. We have to make a decision about that. Um, so, who will train here and who will come with us? But um, no new new concerns at the moment. Uh, hopefully, it stays like this. And I think
2: stand a nice thing, Stan, cut from Neil Jones to finish off
1: this uh, part of
0: the press conference. And will be in a few minutes after the manager. Neil. Hi, You okay? Uh, yeah. I want to ask about Curtis Jones. Um, I had a big week, obviously, played well at Norwich, scored the goal at the weekend. I think you've said a few times that he now needs to make the next step. I just wondered what. What you be looking from him to make that next step? Because he's obviously, I think he's at fifty games now. He's he's had a you know a big involvement last season. What are you looking for from him going forward now?
1: Well, that's. Was- Last game is a really Brentford game is a really good example. That's how Curtis has to play. Um, that and that consistent. That's how it is. Um, that's um, he was defensively really good. He won important balls. He was offensively involved in pretty much everything. He scored a wonderful goal. Um, he can do exactly this. He can, could score exactly the same goal with his left foot, which makes it really special. Um, so, yeah, yeah, play like this and um, and better, obviously. And everything is fine so that's the situation but it's uh, in midfield when there's the, the, these really rare moments when they're all fit then I have to make a few decisions and um, then it's about the players that you are involved in the three or four or whatever how many player of midfields we we, 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 we um, line up and you only can do that in the training sessions so it's no 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 criticism it's just you have to make sure even when you're really really good in training you have to be especially good to be one of the three. Um, I line up because I'm completely open. I'm, I don't start any kind of week and think, oh, I know already what we'll do against them. And them, the few sessions we have, I watch really um, uh, about the detail, and then it's about the players. So it's not that difficult, but it is difficult if you want. And um, that's what Curtis has to do, and he's doing that. Um, but sometimes it is the, the decisions. But um, I'm still against him. I'm not against him in favour of another player, and that's it. But um, the performances like the last one helped for sure to get more game time.
0: And just, like, just finally, I mean, um, Genie left in the summer. He was part of the, the, the captaincy group at the club. I, I just wondered if, if you'd made the replacement in that group, if anyone stepped into that role or whether that was something that you, were, you would do in, in the future?
1: Yeah, no, no. We had um, the three state. And another three, and then the players voted for another three. That was uh, the three are then obviously Handel, uh, Millie and Virge, and then the next most um, votes got Trent, Robbo, and Alisson Becker. Exactly. These are because we obviously we had a problem last year that we from time to time so that many players couldn't play that um, we had no one of the players' committee anymore available. So I thought it makes sense to to um, increase this group a little bit. That's what we did.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Diogo, uh, almost twelve months since you uh, joined Liverpool. Uh, What's it been like for you at Anfield and and how much has it lived up to to your expectations and and what you were hoping to achieve in your first 12 months?
3: Well, uh, 12 months, like you said, uh, it's already a mark. I think uh, playing for this amazing club with uh, such um, surroundings like Anfield, uh, so much support all over the world, it's special. And uh, in the end, um, all we players... um, Want to provide to 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 every people, it's to to win football matches and to win competitions. So uh, we are in the starting of a new season and uh, we will go for everything.
0: Yeah, how much do you think you've learned during the last 12 months and uh, and how much have you improved as a player? Do you you think? Because the fans absolutely adore you. Jurgen Klopp uh, has told us on many occasions what you bring to the team.
3: Well, uh, I think um, I always try to, to do my best uh, in terms of uh, being on the pitch, being able to, to help the teammates. That's all, always what I, I try to do. And I think playing uh, under, under Jürgen and with this uh, team, it helped me as well because we played a lot of attacking football and me being an attacking player, I, I take advantage of that because I'm always uh, around the goal. Okay, we'll go to Ian from TalkSport, please. Hi Diogo. how are you? Hello.
1: Um,
3: you've been talking about your
0: your first year at Liverpool. You obviously have a massive history in the Champions League, and I guess that with the fans back now, you'd love that history to continue going forward and and have more success in the competition.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I I had the opportunity to 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 to. To, to see how it is to play in a, a full Anfield in a European night. I think it was massive for me. It was my first experience. Um, I knew um, it was going to be, but when you are really there, that's when you really learn. And uh, uh, I think AC Milan mainly first half, uh, although they were winning, I don't know how, but uh, we did a fantastic first half and, um, the fans there—they uh, really push push us, and they are really useful to our style of, uh, of game. Okay, we'll go to Carl Markham from PA, please. Hi, Jero. Hello. Hi. Just
2: wondering um, when you when you arrive at the club and you've got Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, and Roberto Firmino at the established front three, what what are you thinking in terms of you know getting into the team?
3: Well, I, I, obviously I knew they were one of uh, the best trios, attacking trios in the world, but I never thought about coming and take anyone's place. I thought about come to come and to give my best in trainings and in games, and then it's up to, to the manager to decide. Uh, I think it's always useful when you have those kind of players to help you, because in the end what we want is, is to win. And only if you have uh, good players, you are able to to do that. Okay, Paul Joyce
0: from Times next, please. Hi. Um, You know more than a lot of people about the Porto mindset having played for the club. Will they be hurt by the past two experiences of Liverpool winning so well in Estadio de Dragao? Will, Will they be hurting still?
3: Well it's it's hard to say. I think um uh me, not only me, but I, I follow Port obviously and I know that those results uh weren't um good for Port and they didn't show um the the real difference between the teams and mainly playing at Dragon is never easy for the away team. So I know that if we uh, l- let ourselves um go there and thinking about those results we'll be struggling okay we've got time for a couple more questions if we go to nuno barbosa please good afternoon we'll we'll
2: speak in portuguese i think it's possible here what do you expect on your return to the dragon what would it be like we spoke about did you talk about this the last time you were together with the national team and the Porto players there Octavio, Pep, Costa. did you talk about this upcoming game I'm not sure I think wrong about that time had, had the draw been made I can't remember if the draw had been made at that time I can't remember the dates off by heart but I don't remember having spoke specifically about this game. I think in the next international break, we'll definitely have the opportunity to talk about this game that's going to happen tomorrow. In terms of the expectation, it'll be a very difficult game. I know how difficult it is for an away team to come play at the Dragon, and I've also uh, told my teammates about this difficulty.
3: Bo- boa tarde, Diogo, Alexandre, Even though
2: Porto didn't win the championship last year, they had a very good Champions League uh, campaign. They were better than Chelsea for a long time and they beat Juventus. Sergio Conceição's team has shown us on numerous occasions that they, are, they raise their game uh, in teams that have possession. but could be the case in the game against Liverpool. Taking all this into account, uh, what do you think the Porto, you're going to come up against tomorrow?
3: Uh, will they
2: be more an expressive team than the team that lost by a lot in Portugal previously? Or would it be more like the team that almost knocked out uh, Chelsea last season? I would say that it will be closer to the team that came up against Chelsea. Obviously, Porto's objective in the game, it lost to Liverpool. They intended to give us a difficult game to Liverpool, but that's football. Sometimes we can't impose our game plan, sometimes we can, but I'm sure it'll be a tough game
1: tomorrow.
0: You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.